I have found that without wounding and the awareness to heal, you rarely get to experience the necessity to tap into the most inner part of you. A part of the center where you can sense your true self, your whole being. If you can't understand your own pain or your own suffering, you are limited in your ability to love and be compassionate. Without knowing yourself first, you are incapable of being fully present for anyone, a sibling, a lover, a friend, or even your own child. Healing trauma requires you to watch your emotions and be honest with yourself. It asks you to take responsibility for your actions and to actually put effort into expressing love. Welcome to the Archetypal Modern Family Series by Running Guerrero. After some deep internal self-study and external support from loved ones, I am beginning to see that the holidays and small family gatherings can be great opportunities to grow and get to know ourselves even more. If we notice our own reactions and responses towards our family, we can practice deeper awareness that can help our healing. And maybe, through example, we can demonstrate to our family an experience of true love and show them how to better support their whole being. When I decided to show up to my family's holiday gathering this past winter and participate with a loving heart, it was not just about setting boundaries. It was also about opening communication with everyone, checking in with myself, having a relationship with my emotions, sharing past concerns, establishing new rituals, and agreeing to be fully present. Without anticipating it, spending time with my family became about practicing authenticity and being kinder to myself. When we've chosen to spend time with our family, we have to realize that we are taking a very critical step in processing our wounds. Therefore, we have to honor it by taking good care of ourselves and having a strategy in place, no matter what. In spaces that bring us anxiety, it is always a good plan to get plenty of rest beforehand and to have some type of support system or a buddy we can trust. And most importantly, make sure we always, always are able to leave the situation when we have reached our capacity. This way, the approach we choose for showing up and interacting with anyone becomes less about what we must change or avoid and more about making sure the situation is safe enough for us to show up without compromising our own healing process. When I get triggered or begin processing some type of internal conflict, especially around family, friends, or coworkers, I experience discomfort. Unsure what to make of it, my body begins processing the feelings and begins to raise my heartbeat, tighten my throat, cut sensation from my arms and legs, brings on headaches, and on a few occasions, causes me to pass out. Thankfully, I've only gotten small scrapes and nothing major. So as I connect, more and more with my nervous system to various yogic breathing practices and opening the connections between my mind with my heart through meditation, I am noticing that these traumatic responses are in a sense a way of putting my defenses up. It's my mind assessing what is happening. Something like, hey what's going on? And trying to protect the ego. I want to believe that keeping my defenses up is a form of testing the waters, warning me of painful situations. But I'm not sure that's always true. Since my tendency has been to avoid my body and numb it, 
I continue over and over again to fall into my old patterns and habits, butting against my own anxiety and tendencies, and thus reliving my trauma. I keep asking myself, when will this stop? When will I be able to listen and respond appropriately in a way that supports my whole being? At this point, my frustration with my body and mind has reached a limit. I can no longer allow myself to live with wounds that won't close. The pain is now too much. When I look back to a few months ago, I can recollect many occasions where I was supercharged and my reactions were confrontational, to snap back or to point fun at someone else. Whether or not my behavior was called for, it was unhelpful and probably perceived as rude. I can say that the times I became reactive never felt good, and I'm sure they weren't pleasant for anyone else involved. But what about the other moments where my reaction was to be silent? As part of my commitment to witness what's true and notice how I react to my own triggers and how it affects those around me, I sat and tried to hold on to the feelings of when I checked out and stayed quiet. I noticed that the overcharging discomfort I'm experiencing is actually triggering a traumatic response to numb out and to freeze. For example, in the case of the archetypal family check-in, you know, the family pressure or expectation of calling weekly, monthly, or whatever, I can sense my frustration and annoyance in my typical shoulder shrug with the response, yeah, okay, I will work on calling more often. Yeah, I'll call again. By re-experiencing these moments and focusing only on my mind, I can remember my resistance as a response to my boundaries not being met whenever I'm asked to check in more often. But if I go into my body, I can feel the tightness in my jaw and neck, the tingling around my ears and eyebrows, and even the slight constriction around my lower back. These sensations aren't pleasant, and I can't help but realize that once again, my reactivity, in this case my genuine unloving communication, is causing me pain, and most likely others. Doing this body scan helped me notice that my silence does in fact create suffering. My lack of positive communication of numbing out adds into a negative feedback loop. My silence disregards my family's needs that they have communicated with me time and time again. I believe this feedback loop to be very important. I find if one does not change the feedback or response, the energy, effect, or feeling tone will always be negative. It may cause discomfort pain, or even traumatic emotions. And I've decided that this is not how I want to live. This is not what I want my relationships to feel like. So in order to improve my responses in relation to my family, I believe I have to acknowledge the negative feedback I've received in the past is in direct connection to my own reactions. Another way of looking at this is the external conflict, the discomfort I've perceived is partly caused by my internal conflict of not completely understanding my triggers and not being able to ask for what I really need. Which is why this winter was different. This time, while not always successful, I paid attention to my emotions and allowed myself to understand what they were pointing to. 
I noticed them and brought awareness without impulsively reacting. My emotions might have been triggered from external sources, but I told myself I wasn't going to engage within a negative feedback loop and react. As I now accept that some of our family negative interactions have to do with my own ability to regulate and center myself, I'm starting to believe that we can be better, that our relationship can get stronger, but only if we can all give more in return to the relationship, if we can all focus on creating positive feedback. When one has been hurt and needs to heal, they have to go beyond their small self, the programming, the ego. This is why when we heal trauma, we have a deeper understanding of our actions and therefore ourselves. I find that only through self-awareness and deep wisdom can we be our truest. If we want to experience a loving relationship through family, we all need to be able to show our true self and speak without judgment. We need to be heard and respected in order to experience, accept, and love each other fully and authentically. My healing supports my practice for deeper presence. By transforming my trauma into loving kindness and honesty, I am able to practice my life of compassioning, living peace and embodied fluidity. This concludes part four of Family Gatherings from an archetypal modern family.